Radioinfluence.com. Uh, flavor, flavor, please tell your neighbors, Ian Beckles with flavor in your ear. <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion, best of podcasting, what's going on now and what's soon to happen. Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping, dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them. Make sure you listen, Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here. Hello everybody, this is Ian Beckles and welcome back to Flavor in Your Ear. It's been a very eventful week as it normally is. I've had a long week. Um, but I'll be fine. I'm, I'm not complaining. Uh, I'm here, there, and everywhere, but uh, I'm just trying to get better in this business world. Uh, I actually have sat down yesterday uh, for a whole class from 9 to 5 in a classroom, and I'm just going to let you guys know that I'm, I'm not – me and school didn't get along very well. I, I wasn't good at school. I didn't like school. Like some people – I hear people say I loved school. No, I mean I hated school. I hated going to school. I didn't. I didn't think I hated learning. I just don't care about history. I, I'm not a scientist. I don't care. I, I don't. I just didn't want to learn that. Um, and yesterday, I sat in a, a class that was led by Topher Morrison, uh, who's running for mayor, um, and uh, Jody McLean, who is another influencer in this area. And this whole thing they put together, key persons of influence, puts together business people and teaches them right and wrong and ways to improve their business. And I, I sat down in a class from nine to five. I didn't nod off one time and I get, I'll nod off now. I will fall asleep real quick. I will listen to every word was said. The drills were amazing. Uh, I created a pitch yesterday for my business. I got home after the nine to five changed. I had an event at, at Tampa Joe's, got back to the office here in Flavor of Tampa Bay at about 8.30 and did about two hours of homework. And two hours of homework is more than I did, I did my whole scholastic career. And I'm not joking. I never sat down and do homework. So I'm excited about that, that I'm actually learning something that is actually practical. And when I left there, I just thought to myself, man, this is what they should be teaching in colleges instead of the blase, blase bullshit that they teach that's really not even real life type stuff. So uh, that was definitely enlightening. Uh, here at Flavor of Tampa Bay, we're going to be doing a bunch of different uh, events. We did a charcuterie party with my girl from Traveling Cheese Board, uh, Deanna Kent. That was a hit. And, uh, you know, people love wine and people love uh, charcuterie cheese and meat and stuff like that. So we're definitely going to be having some more of those as we go forward. Now, you guys know that I also have a cannabis podcast that comes out on Wednesdays, uh, powered by True Leaf. Uh, that's my people. Uh, Canada legalized marijuana on Wednesday. So that's the first country to legalize it. Uh, not going to be the last. And uh, I'm happy to say that I'm Canadian born. And I'm happy to say that they're part of, uh, they're the pioneers of this. Um, it's time. It's time for us all to be looking at uh, cannabis, what it can do, how it can help us, and stop all the the old school reefer madness, stigma stuff. It's getting old now. You don't hear much of it anymore, although there's still some leverage out there against cannabis. It is still out there. But it's getting to a point now where there's no arguments at all uh, from its medicinal value, okay? Period. It is good for you. Period. 
All right, there we go. Had to get that off my chest. So uh, some other crazy things that were happening this week. Um, There's something going on in Pennsylvania. You know, when there's a bunch of priests that were caught in Pennsylvania touching boys, which is hardly a shock. I'm not shocked. Uh, And the diocese priests are out there and they're investigating uh, sexual abuse. And I'm like, we have priests investigating other priests for abusing little boys? Yeah, that's like... uh, Auburn investigating themselves for violations from the NCAA. They're not going to find nothing. And all those old crusty bastards who haven't, that aren't supposed to have sex that are around boys all the time. Is there anything more unnatural than that? Let's just, let's eliminate it. Let's, let's either do this. Eliminate priests. You know what would happen if we eliminate priests? Nothing. Eliminate priests or amend the rules and say go and get you some ass it's not natural they're built just like you and me and to not ever have sex that's it, it can't turn out well listen if i never had se- if i wasn't allowed to have sex and never had sex and anything rubbed up on me you'd be all horned up that's not an it's not a natural thing and there's something going on in pennsylvania because we've known the whole penn state thing how that went um, and when you really read between the lines, okay, on that Penn State thing, you don't have to read between the lines. Just read the story. That's a culture. That Jerry Sandusky was not the only one doing that in Penn State because everybody knew about it. And in my world, and I hope it's your world too, if there's a 1% chance that somebody's raping a boy, you gotta get, those guys got to be in jail. And not only was he not in jail forever, they allowed him to frolic around with other little boys. So um, if you think I'm over-exaggerating, go pull up that Jerry Sandusky story. That's one of the worst ones I ever covered when I was on the radio. I just couldn't believe that this late in, in, in our world, in the 2000s, that this was happening. Uh, but it's still happening around us, which is absolutely disgusting. Um, thank God for cameras on phones. Because our world's going batshit crazy around us. And if you saw um, apartment Patty, they're calling her. They had a young man trying to get into his apartment that he pays for and he pays rent for. And apartment Patty, who happened to be a Caucasian lady, um, said, can I help you? He says, I'm going into my building. Let me see your ID. What unit are you in? Which he is not obliged to tell her by any means. And she followed him all the way to his unit. Uh, he was an African-American man. I think I had that. And he videotaped the whole thing. And it's without camera phones, I'm scared. I'm scared because when... You see these confrontations between Caucasian women normally and black men. She said she's standing in the doorway of his building, which he has every right to walk into. And as as he says, can you please step aside? You know what she says? I'm uncomfortable. Get the fuck out the way then if you're uncomfortable. It's my building. And this thing is getting crazy now to where you're being uncomfortable. You you created this situation. If you just mind your own business, you wouldn't have been uncomfortable. And it's getting to a point now where people, the the one lady that called the cops on the guys who were barbecuing in in in, you know in uh, in the park, 
You know, she's hiding. And, and if without phones and without cameras, a lot of these pieces of crap will get away with this stuff. We don't know what the cops are going to say. The cops are going to say, he har- she can say, he harassed me. He put his hands on me. And without those cameras, you, you have no idea what the cops, how the cops are going to react. You really don't. The other situation was there was a woman in a 7-Eleven type store and she complained that a nine-year-old groped her and grabbed her ass. This nine-year-old just grabbed my ass. First of all, and he was a black boy, nine years old. She was a white woman. You can say it's irrelevant, but I don't think I don't think color's ever irrelevant. It's just not. So she complained that this little black boy grabbed her ass, and little black boy's crying as he's being accused. Then they go to the film, and what happened was the little boy turned and his backpack grazed her. Now. Does a backpack grazing you feel the same as a little boy grabbing your ass? I mean, this world's getting crazy, man. I'm telling you. And, and it's it's not good crazy. A nine, you're going to accuse a nine-year-old boy. If you accuse a nine-year-old boy for grabbing your ass, boy, you better be 110% unequivocally wrong. You, you, there's, I know 100% he did it. You can't be wrong about stuff like that. You can't be. And our world's going crazy in in front of us. And as an African-American man, I'm just scared. I'm scared I'm going to walk into an elevator and I'm, somebody's going to feel uncomfortable. I'm, I'm 300 and something pounds and black. If I walk into a, 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 you know, an elevator and there's a little old lady in there and she's scared, I don't like man. Look, I didn't want to talk to her anymore. I'm scared. Because if she's uncomfortable... You know what? She could say she's uncomfortable, pull a gun and shoot me. You know, that stuff that happened in Clearwater, you know, then they have a guy in Clearwater who's a guy stealing a hatchet. What the hell are you going to do with a hatchet? The guy's stealing a hatchet. And as the guy's trying to leave the man's store, the guy happened to be a commissioner, the commissioner grabs him and shoots him and kills him. That's not stand your ground, people. Those are not the same things. Okay, now I understand that that guy stealing a hatchet's not good people. I get it, but that's not stand your ground. You just can't kill somebody just because you don't like what they're doing. And I still hear people speaking on the other end of some of these situations. I'm like, man, people can see things differently. If you remember way back with Rodney King, remember that was way, way, way back with Rodney King. That was one of the first videotape things where you've seen cops uh, beating the hell out of a brother. When you saw that video, I listened to people justify it. I listened to people justify cops smashing in his Achilles tendon as he laid on the ground and six cops are smashing with billy bats. I heard people justifying that. Well, he's a criminal. Okay, you're a criminal. But you know what? If you're hitting somebody that's defenseless, that makes you a criminal, doesn't it? Just because you have a badge doesn't mean you can do as you please. And I'm a pro-cop guy. I don't know why anybody can be against cops. I don't. I'm against bad cops. And bad cops know who they are. I, I, we need cops. And 98% of cops are good. But we can't defend the 2%. I can't. You can't do that. So uh, watching some of these situations, man, without these cameras, uh, a lot of these brothers be in trouble.
a lot of them. And you got to think of how many people have been falsely accused throughout because when you have a, a, a an innocent looking white woman complain that a black man is making her uncomfortable, a lot of cops are going to listen to that. So I'm not sure I'm not just going to sit in my house in the middle of the room in a chair and mind my own goddamn business and just don't get and just don't get myself in trouble. So if anybody out there is a, a lottery player, I like to dabble in the lottery a little bit. I like to gamble. That whole Mega Millions and Powerball, shimmy crickets, a billion dollars. Where, where's that money coming from and where's it going? Where's the money going? They keep on talking about lottery helping schools. They should stop saying that. Our schools still look like a piece of crap and a billion dollars. My goodness. And I didn't see if anybody get a chance to win. Nobody won. Oh, God, nobody won again. So now I'll have to go get me a ticket. I was going to go to get a ticket yesterday as I was driving, and I heard them say there's lines everywhere. You can't get the tickets. So, you know, everybody goes out of the way to buy all these tickets. Um, $1.6 billion, oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah. People go out of their way to buy these tickets when the number is that high, when in essence I think they say that your percentage of chance of winning when the numbers are low are much better because there's a lot less people playing. So, uh, And people, for some reason, don't think that $100 million is enough. They got to wait till it's a billion. Like there's a difference between $100 million and a billion to you, okay? $50 million and a billion are the same to me. I can't spend either one of them. And both of them are going to kill me if you ever give it to me. So if I win $50 million or a billion, start the countdown to death. Because I ain't none of it going to be good. I mean, I'm just going to get up in the morning, brush my teeth, because that's what I do. And then maybe... Um, I tell my butler to get the jet ready and we're going to head over to uh, France for some croissants. That's what we do, okay? And uh, we're going to buy some nice champagne and uh, it'll be the beginning of the end, that's for sure. Uh, my guy, um, Prince Harry, is going to be having a baby, a little light-skinned baby in the spring. Um, it's good to see a little flavor in the uh, royal family because what I see normally is this, it's, this, it's, it's, it's flavorless. Uh, so it's good to see a little flavor in the uh, royal family. I'm not a royal family guy. Like, I look at the royal family, and the thing this looks incestuous and weird to me. It, to me. I, you're just because you're born, you're popular. He, they're just born. Okay, you were born a prince, or you are born, well, I mean, you didn't do nothing. You didn't get elected. So I don't know. I, I think it's all cool, I guess. And uh, you have a... A, a wedding with a thousand horses, and it's just—it's a little bit—it's a little bit much for me. Now, this was something that's very sad for all for all us odd-looking dudes out there. You know what? I'll be honest with you guys: we're all odd-looking. Women are beautiful. We're all odd-looking, and women just figure out ways to tolerate us, and that's about it. Um, but that was really sad to see Pete Davidson break up with Ariana Grande because he gave hope to all odd-looking dudes. Because Pete Davidson is odd-looking. He looks like a white guy dressing up as a black guy. That's what he looks like. I don't know his ethnicity. I really don't. But he's odd looking. And for him to get Ariana Grande, who is fine. And Ariana Grande is one of those weird ones where you look at her and she's sexy and she's pretty. But you have to look at her a different way because she's like my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like she's my daughter's age and I just don't want to. 
look at those young girls like that. Although I still do. You still do. I mean, I'm sorry. She is fine. But she kicked poor poor uh, Pete Davidson to the, to the curb. Now, I'm going to shed one tear for Pete Davidson. And then, you know what? He went from a seven to nine and a half just from dating and being engaged to Ariana Grande. So from here on out, he gets nine pieces. So I'm not going to cry too much for Pete Davidson. That is that is, that is for sure. Now, if you're into sports like I obviously am, our beloved Bucks are playing this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I said last week was a pivotal game. They're all pivotal. But you lose this game, uh, you know, they've already fired Mike Smith and they brought in Mark Duffner, who I don't know who the hell that is. But um, Mike Smith, is it going to help with the firing of Mike Smith? I don't know. But I do know this. When you're five games into the season um, and you're on pace to break all-time records in yards, points, QB ratings, that's you can't just keep on doing the same damn thing. And every quarterback who the Buccaneers have played this year has absolutely torched the Buccaneers. If you let Baker Mayfield torch you, because Baker Mayfield's not that damn good, by the way. He's a young quarterback. He looks poised for a young kid. But you can't let Baker Mayfield come into your house and torch you. Every single quarterback that the Bucs have played so far has torched them. It hasn't even been close. Like Mitch Trubisky... He had four or five games worth of statistics just against the Buccaneers in one game. He hasn't done that since. And he might not ever do it again. So that should tell you a little bit about how this, how bad this Buccaneer team is. Thank God that hockey season's on us and we can actually look at uh, a winner or two. That's, and that's, that's a nice thing. Um, for those of you that know me, I, I love to fish. And I got a chance to get out one day this week uh, with my boy uh, Bubba from Flats Mafia. Caught a bunch of snook, caught a snapper, a couple jacks, and um, I don't know, something's happening in the bay. I've never seen this many dolphins out in the bay before, but I mean, they were everywhere. Huge dolphins everywhere frolicking. I saw dolphins mating for the first time. I've never seen dolphins mating before. Like one dolphin's swimming on his back, and the other one's putting it to him in the water. I've never seen that before. We caught a jack. I throw it out. A dolphin comes and gets it catches it, then was flinging it in the, in the air like 10 times to kill it. i never seen that before. And then another dolphin is just jumping and spinning and like, uh, it was just, it was fun. It was good to get out in the, on the water. It's hot as hell still, but for what they say, there's a cool front coming through and you know what a cool front means? 89. Cool front, yeah. Yeah, let's get our parka. It's so damn cold that it might be right about 89. Okay, so we always end up talking a little bit of um, politics at the end. Um, And that's just, that's part of it. Uh, We live in a world where everything is becoming politics. When I'm sitting and watching this Saudi Arabia thing, and this uh, Jamal Kokobi or whatever his name is, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, walked into the uh, the consulate and didn't walk out. And everybody's playing dumb. Oh, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I, first of all, I don't know what happened in our world where our president, your president, uh, believes Kim Jong-un and Saudi Arabia what, did I miss something? Was there a, a gap where I just missed 10 years? Because 
I didn't know that was supposed to happen. Kim Jong-un in Saudi Arabia, you believe those people? That's who you believe? And you don't believe the FBI and the DOJ. A lot of things have happened, but (laughs) our world's funny right now. We're, We're believing Saudi Arabia. And the whole thing with President Trump now is everything is innocent until proven guilty. Okay, I mean, I guess that's the American way. And he actually compared it to Kavanaugh. So us accusing them of killing somebody, which they did, supposedly there's audio and video of them cutting the dude in pieces, okay? You're going to believe them? And like Kim Jong-un, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we don't have any more nuclear. Nah, nah, we don't have any, any more nuclear stuff. Dude, that's 50 nuclear bombs ready to go. We're starting to believe the wrong people. And it's like our country is blue and red. And if you're blue, red's your biggest enemy and vice versa. Not people in other countries. We're our biggest enemy. We, re- we really are. And when I'm looking at all the things that our politicians are saying, I don't know how they can expect us to act civilly anymore. So, so Donald Trump says that basically our FBI is our enemy. I mean, isn't the FBI kind of a branch of our police, our force? So we're, I'm supposed to believe anything our police force does and our president doesn't believe anything our FBI does, nothing. And then I have to hear Hillary Clinton, who would have been uh, the president if, you know, your boy didn't get in, obviously. And Hillary Clinton, was, she was talking about uh, Bill Clinton and the Monica Lewinsky thing. And she says that what Bill Clinton did with Monica Lewinsky wasn't an abuse of power because she was an adult. Is Hillary Clinton watching anything? Does she have a television? So you can't use them. You can't abuse your power if the other person is an adult. If I'm not mistaken, everybody that Harvey Weinstein abused was an adult. If I'm not mistaken, so your bill is no better than Harvey Weinstein. Sorry, okay. And Monica Lewinsky was one of the. Only ones we heard about, but we don't know Bill didn't have was, was I think Bill was slinging dilly all over the country, seriously. And it's lies, 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 not me, no way. It's like politicians don't even really understand how to tell the truth anymore. I just uh, I don't know the last politician that I heard tell the truth. The, the the next one I hear tell the truth is gonna be is gonna be the last person or it might be the first person I don't know, and listen, I'm, I I had a conversation with somebody just yesterday. They're like, well, you're, you're being really tough on Trump. I go, I'm not really attacking Trump. I'm truck. I'm attacking the system because Trump is not doing anything different than Obama did. He just doesn't hide it. Obama was sneaky with his. Trump doesn't give a rat's ass if you know or not. He really doesn't. And it's, it's, I think I end every podcast by saying I'm scared because I did the daytime show last week and the question was, do you think Donald Trump will be reelected in 2020, man? So it was, yep, because he told us 
that he can walk in Times Square and kill somebody and his popularity would not change. And I 100% agree with that now. If Donald, if there was a video of Donald Trump killing somebody, his people would stay with him. And obviously the people that hate him would continue. But his people aren't going anywhere. They're not. He can do anything because he's already done it. He... What? So we're going to go chase after video or, uh, or audio of Donald Trump saying the N-word? If I hear a video of Donald Trump saying the N-word, nothing changes in my world. And it shouldn't change in yours. We're just chasing after the wrong things when there's crazy things happening all over our world. And we're chasing... Uh, you know, lawyers and porn stars and payoffs and blah, my God, it's too much. I want to get back to my key person of influencer class where I was listening to things that actually made sense with me because when I'm watching Fox News or CNN, none of that shit ever makes sense to me anymore. None of it. It all sounds like gibberish to me. Seriously. I hope it sounds like gibberish to you as well. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. Um, if you guys ever want to get in contact with me, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Cannabis podcast as well. Uh, Flavor of Tampa Bay is about food. I have that and uh, and flavoring year and obviously in the trenches, which gets uh, pretty darn good numbers. Uh, that comes out on Monday after the Buccaneers. Uh, hopefully, victory. If the Buccaneers lose this week, it's going to hit the fan. It'll is some 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 major happen with Mike Smith getting fired, and that's sometimes to cover your own ass. But if the Bucks lose to the Browns at home to become two and four and lose four games in a row, it's going to hit the fan. The doo-doo has to hit the fan. And uh, there's got to be changes. There's got, there should be changes anyways. Somehow, some way. But you can't fire, you can't really fire your GM in the middle of the year. You don't really want to fire a head coach in the middle of the year either, although I've been part of that, and it just it becomes really ugly and convoluted real, real quick. And then we don't know who's a who's the Indian, who's a chief, and everybody's looking around waiting for you know you to be the next one up. So the Buccaneers need to figure out a way to get that victory by any means necessary, that's for sure. I appreciate you guys listening in. Everybody have a wonderful week, and please be safe. Peace out. To keep the conversation going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles and check out DignitaryRadio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. Put the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's ear. It's bringing that flavor. This is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. I love adversity. I I think it makes us better. And uh, uh, just having a a life where I just get in my lazy boy and uh, life's good and I have three meals and I watch TV. I mean, after a while, I'm not sure that's the life that you'll, you'll really want to live. And I, and I think we want some excitement. We want some surprise, positive surprise. And um, I think we need to get out there and, and, and move and create and push the envelope. 
of who I am and what I can do. Um, and I've also found that uh, to be successful, uh, there's only one rule. And that rule is there are no rules. There are no rules that say this is successful or that's successful. Uh, one man's success is maybe not another's. So you don't have to have a million dollars to say, I'm really successful. Or you don't have to own your own business uh, to say, I'm successful. And um, I think that really depends on the individual. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.